Viewmasters. It's the podcast that we do. Viewmasters. Talk about movies that we view. Viewmasters. My friend Eric and me, Joe. Viewmasters. Hey, let's start the show. Hey, welcome to the Viewmasters. Episode 336. Firefox. My name is Joe. My name is Eric. Hello, Eric. Hello, Joe. How are you? Uh, I'm okay. Yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah. All right. Uh, this was. This was not the in-depth uh, uh, docudrama about the internet browser that I thought it'd be. That was disappointing. <laughs> yeah, I was hoping for something along the lines of BlackBerry. Yeah. <laughs> Air. They never even said the word Mozilla in this movie. Not once. It was disappointing. Not even a very close mozzarella. No. <laughs> oh, mozzarella cheese sticks. <laughs> I might be a little hungry. I'm a little hungry myself. <laughs> I, I did spend an inordinate amount of time watching this thinking about, maybe I can order a pizza after this? <laughs> <laughs> I bet you could. You'll be up for a while. Yeah, I will be, but yeah. but pizza places closed. That's true, but you know we'll be done by probably eleven or so. Yeah, before yeah. eleven, I would hope. Jeez, yeah, Casanos might be open. Yeah, but it's Casanos. I like Casanos every now and then. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I sense that you do not. It's fine. Yeah, uh, when I first moved in here, it's. Literally the only place around here. Right. Especially the only one that delivers. Uh, it, it took almost like two years for there to be like DoorDash options. Yeah. Uh, for, for this area. And so I kind of overdid it on Casano's. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> uh, Firefox. Firefox. A movie that has nothing to do with pizza. Nope. Nor internet browsers. No. <laughs> Nor foxes. Not really. Yeah. That's disappointing. There is some fire. There is some fire, definitely. Yeah. yeah. But I love a fox. Foxes are so cute. Yeah. I remember uh, I remember watching Grizzly Man, uh, and, you know, it's it's tragic story, and, and that guy was an idiot. Yeah. Um, but uh, there's some really cute footage of him playing with foxes. All right. And the foxes are real cute. Uh, don't play with wild animals, humans. Uh, don't do it. Don't yeah. fucking do it. Yeah, it's 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 a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, barely play with uh, your domesticated animals. Oh, come on. <laughs> Hold on now. Maybe your domesticated animal. I have a lot of scars. Yes. <laughs> don't we all? Oh, you mean physical scars? Okay, no, yeah, both, <laughs> <laughs> and some from him too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh, <laughs> uh, so I'm. I was trying to think of uh, what other Clint Eastwood movies I have seen. All right. Um, I know I have seen Million Dollar Baby. Okay. Uh, which I, I really liked for about three quarters of mm -hmm. and then hate it. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'd feel differently about it now. Uh, I've never seen it. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then there's a movie that he did. 
He, I, I don't know if he's a Secret Service agent or what it is. In the Line of Fire? I have seen that one, but I was thinking of a movie called Absolute Power. Okay. That, that is, he is in that. Uh, yeah. That is, he's a thief. Oh, he's a thief and who he, witnesses something. Yes. That's he, what it is. He witnesses the president kill somebody. Right. A sex worker. Yeah. Yeah. No, In the Line of Fire uh, is awesome. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> My first Malkovich... I think a lot of people's. Yeah. yeah. My, definitely my first uh, Rene Russo. Yeah. Uh, my first Joshua Molina, <laughs> which is exciting uh, to big, me and maybe me alone. You're a big Molina head. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Molinert. I think that's what his fans are called. Okay. If not, that's what they should be called. Yeah, I, I would uh, do some research and then spearhead that uh, <laughs> that movement. <laughs> Um, and then, yeah, I don't know if I've seen, I feel like maybe I tried to watch Dirty Harry at one point. Okay. Um, and just, I don't, I don't remember anything about it if I did. Due to the Zodiac connection? Well, see, I, I would like to watch it again, knowing and having that in mind that there is a Zodiac connection, because I'm sure at the time I watched it, it was in college, probably. Okay. And Zodiac wasn't out yet, so I didn't know that there was a connection to Zodiac. (laughs) I was not fully obsessed with it. Um, so yeah, this is, this is, uh, one of few, uh, given his extensive filmography, Clint Eastwood movies that I've seen. All right. Oh, and, um, A Perfect World. I think he did that one too, right? With Kevin Costner. Uh. And I think him. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, that sounds like a movie. Yeah. It's, it's weird. It's definitely a movie title. Yeah, yeah. It's like, I think Kevin Costner is a criminal and he like kidnaps a kid and then, like, it's about him and the kid running from the police, and the and he, like, gets closer to the kid, and the kid gets closer to him and starts to think he's his dad. All right. And then I think Clint Eastwood is the cop chasing him. Okay. That's my, my uh, 20, 25-year removed recollection of that movie. All right. Um, but that used to be on HBO all the time. I remember that growing up. Yeah, I've, I've not seen that one either. Uh, I have seen... At least two Dirty Harry movies. Okay. Uh, the first one and uh, The Deadpool. Okay. Uh, which is the last one. Gotcha. Uh, which uh, features uh, Jim Carrey and Liam Neeson. What? In very early roles. Amazing. <laughs> Love to hear that. Uh, also, I believe my first exposure to Guns N' Roses. Okay, sure. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Because Jim Carrey uh, does a music video for uh, Welcome to the Jungle. Nice. As an Axl Rose type front man. Wow. All right. I guess I do need to watch the Dirty Harry movies. Uh, I've seen uh, Absolute Power and In the Line of Fire. Um, I feel like, uh, oh, there's a movie he did with... Uh, I think it was Charlie Sheen called The Rookie. Okay. Uh, where where uh, it's, it's a rookie cop teamed up with a hazard, grizzled uh, veteran. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, Any of his westerns? Uh, I have seen at least one, and I could not tell you the name of it. Okay. Uh, spoiler, he was a ghost at the end. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> What? Uh, he's... Is it the six-shooter's sense? (laughs) 
it is not. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he's, he's like this sort of man with no name type person comes into a town and, and starts sort of, uh, uh, enacting very clever and exact vengeance upon like the, the, you know, local criminal elements. Okay. Uh, and it's sort of revealed that they were responsible for, like, the deaths of his family or something like that. Okay. Uh, but then it's also revealed that he's dead the whole time. So he's kind of the specter? Kind of, That's what yeah. it sounds like. That's yeah. kind of cool. All right. <laughs> uh, it was good. Yeah. For a million dollars. I could not tell you the name of it. <laughs> oh, I have seen The Unforgiven as well. Okay. Yeah. But it has been, like, 30 years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's a whole uh, spate of, like, early 90s westerns that I sort of just mix all up in my head. Sure. Like, that. Because that, that's a western, too, right? Yes. And uh, um, Tombstone. Yep. Uh, the Quick and the Dead. Yeah. The Young Guns movies. I mean, I think, like, four of those all have Gene Hackman in them. So, you right. know, it's... <laughs> Easily forgivable. It was weird. There was there was a real uh, real glut of uh, westerns in the early '90s, and then just nothing for a while. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's a dying genre. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but I enjoy a western. We've we've discussed this. We before. we've talked about westerns. Yeah. Recently, I feel like. Yeah. 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 Not not that long ago, anyway. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so like you know, I've never seen like. Any which way but loose, or, or his his comedies uh, yeah. per se, or uh, is the any which way but loose the one with the monkey? Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I believe there's a sequel, or at least uh, a, an unrelated, similarly conceptual movie. Okay. <laughs> with him and another monkey. Or, sure. Yeah. <laughs> that checks out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I have of course seen his most famous performance, uh, talking to an empty chair. Well, sure. At the Republican National Convention. <laughs> I, I is Clint Eastwood a good actor? This movie would say no. Yes, it would. <laughs> it really would. <laughs> and I mean, you can't blame the director. Because he is the director here. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wonder if it's uh, one of those like Kenneth Branagh type things where you know you you shouldn't cast your favorite actor in the role if you're directing the movie. That's true. It's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say one thing that uh, that this movie has in common with him talking to an empty chair at mm. the Republican National Convention. Uh, it's a lot of Clint Eastwood talking to himself. There is quite a bit of that. It's very yeah. strange. Yeah. Uh, there's also a lot of not talking throughout the movie, there too. There is, yeah. Uh, and also, this movie doesn't end. No, it just it just goes and goes and goes. It, I thought it was going to end like five different times, but yeah. I think it went on for another full hour. Yeah, at, at one point I, I looked up how long the movie was, uh, and I saw two hours and 16 minutes, Yeah, and I gasped. <laughs> Like, maybe not audibly, but in my head, I was like, are you kidding me? 
I, I did not know that when I picked this. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it would be a tight, you know, hour 40, something it like that. It seems like that's what it should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, that's, I think there are some really effective parts in this movie. Yeah. Uh, the... And also, uh, I, I suspected, uh, I didn't know for sure until the credits rolled, but, uh, I suspected that maybe this was probably based on a novel of some sort. Yeah. Uh, um, but, but, uh, like the first half, maybe more than half, I don't know. Cause again, that the, once he gets into the titular airplane, yeah. uh, the movie just keeps on going. Uh-huh. Way more than it should. <laughs> uh, but everything leading up to that, like the, the whole sort of spy aspect of it, uh, I thought was, was pretty good. Yeah, I mean, what I saw of it, because I will admit I dosed. I did too. For maybe 20, 25 minutes, I'm not sure. Yeah. So I was in and out uh, until... He uh, is hiding in the bathroom okay. from the, the KGB, and then he fights and kills the KGB agent in the bathroom. I, we both must have uh, <laughs> at the same time. Then. Yeah. Yeah, because cause, uh, it seemed like there were just a lot of quiet parts leading up to him getting to Russia. Yes, exactly. Uh, that, that just went on way too long. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's like a full scene where they, they're just... And I don't mean this in a sexual way. They are literally grooming him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Which just felt unnecessary. Yeah, they're putting yeah. a fake mustache on him yeah. and making him look like somebody else. Right. Even and though then he immediately takes a fake mustache off. Right. But he also started the movie with a beard. Right. And just, just shave off the rest of it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I will say this movie uh, starts immediately. Yeah. Like, like right away. Like, like 30 seconds in, we are PTSD flashback on this guy uh, having just the worst time in Vietnam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's, uh, so he's a, an American fighter pilot. Uh, he gets shot down or, or something. Yeah. Uh, he gets captured by the, the Viet Cong. And then witnesses uh, a whole town get napalmed, basically, yeah. in- including a little girl, yeah, who we see repeatedly, yeah, in his nightmares <laughs> throughout the course of the movie. Yes, he's just having a bad time. <laughs> he is, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so he he starts out the movie retired and living in Alaska, uh, and then just a helicopter starts chasing him. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was weird. Yep. And then he just freaks the fuck out. Yeah, because so at this point, I mean, we see him running. So the movie starts, and we see him running. There's no dialogue. We see him running in Alaska, and then a helicopter comes, and he starts, uh, it seems like, running away from the helicopter. Yeah. So we have zero context for what he's been through at this point, what his relationship is with the helicopter. <laughs> Uh, so it's, it's just, it's a strange sequence. It is. Uh, I, in a way, I almost feel like he wanted this to be his Rambo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when did, when did First Blood come out? Uh, I want to say 80, 81. Okay. So, yeah, so, this is 82, so I can see that. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, there, there's a lot of stuff in that movie that deals with, you know, uh, John Rambo having PTSD and then just 
dealing with the the after effects of, of coming out of Vietnam. I did not know that. I've actually never seen any of the Rambo movies. Uh, Just it, the cartoon. Oh, all right. Well, I can highly recommend the cartoon for sure. Yeah, I definitely had a John Rambo figure when I was a kid. <laughs> That's I don't amazing. know why. What were my parents thinking? Our, man, you know, those were the days when, uh, you know, they could turn on rated R franchise into just kids' cartoons That's with toys. Very true. Let's, let's bring those days back. Yes. When is the Malignant animated series coming out? I would love it. <laughs> The Adventures of Gabriel. Yeah. A Megan animated series. Hell yeah. <laughs> the, man, there could there would be so many different variations of the Megan action figure. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm honestly surprised there aren't Megan dolls yet. Me too. <laughs> I'm sure when the sequel comes out. Sure, yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, you know what? I, I like... I like all the Rambo sequels. Yeah. Uh, they get increasingly stupider and more propagandist uh, as they go on. Yeah. Uh, but that first one, it, it's a solid classic. Okay. Uh, like, like artfully done. It, like, it's an action movie, but there's a message and a purpose, and, and it's good. Okay. Like, legitimately good. From that point on... You could miss the rest of them. Okay, good to know. Yeah. <laughs> if you hate fun. Well, of course. Yeah. Which I, I famously And do. America. I, I mean, I, I definitely do that. <laughs> Be real. Uh, speaking of, this movie fucking loves America. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, we're talking, like, the highest Cold War propaganda right here. Yep. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It made me a little nostalgic for movies from this era. It is very simple. Like, it's almost like a World War II movie. Yeah. Like, just the the, the Soviets are uh, pure evil. <laughs> but also bumbling idiots. <laughs> Which is really fun. Yeah. So, yeah, I can totally see that. Uh, and then, of course, there's there's the good Russians that show up, too. Right. Uh, they, I think, believe they all wind up dead. Uh, they, they definitely do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the only survivors here are Americans or Brits. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I assume that Admiral Piet died. He just disappears at some point. Yeah, that's also... <laughs> <laughs> that was nice to see a familiar face. Sure. Uh... Yeah, he, he's sort of built up to be sort of the main villain of the movie, and yeah. then uh, and then in the last four hours of it, uh, just <laughs> just written off completely. Right. <laughs> well, Vader Vader force choked him and, and uh, promoted a new person. That's just how that works. He knew what he signed up for. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This movie also feels a lot like Clint Eastwood's Saul Star Wars. Yeah. And said, I could do this. <laughs> but real. Right. Oh, boy. <laughs> the the uh, the plane flying effects reminded me a lot of Superman yep. as well. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's a lot of uh, moving through the sky footage that's reused. 
Yeah, uh, I felt. Uh, when when did Superman three come out? Uh, Nineteen eighty three, so a year after. So a year this after this. Out. Okay, I felt like uh, <laughs> we get a couple of POV shots of missiles. Yes, I, I felt like that came out from from that movie. I can see that. I mean, there are missiles in the first Superman. So. Yeah, there are. So, yeah, yeah, that's what I thought of. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there, there's some there's some real bad special effects. <laughs> but I mean, I did believe a plane could fly. So <laughs> it's actually the I feel like that plane, uh, that spy plane or what the the Mig. Yeah, it didn't seem like it could fly. <laughs> like I don't know what it is about it, but it just does not look like it could actually get off the grounds. It. it not necessarily seem aerodynamic. Yeah, uh, it, it, it it it's a science fiction plane, right? It yeah. is. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. thought controlled weapons. Yeah, which by thought control they mostly apparently mean voice control, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's how he thinks. <laughs> he can't think in Russian unless he says it out loud first. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> I noticed the the other guy, the other pilot. He didn't say anything when he fired his weapons. Uh, he did once. Did he? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to defend this movie. Uh, that's fine. Uh, there's also a real problem with the language thing in this movie. Yeah. So, uh, there are times where it is revealed earlier. Because again, like like you said, like the first ten minutes of this movie is packed. Yeah. Uh, like the, that is just an info dump. Yeah. And I am thinking, okay, we are just getting into this. That's why I thought it was going to be like ninety minutes, right? Because it's fast paced, and we are just getting into it, and then it comes to a screeching halt. Yep. <laughs> and I fell asleep. Same. <laughs> uh, but but during that first ten minutes. Uh, Hey, so there's the Russians have built a plane. Yes, that can be the weapons can be controlled by thought. Right, um, and I guess like a conglomeration of the United States and Britain want to steal it. I think it's NATO. Okay, I think is what they I, NATO in general. I think they identified themselves as NATO at one point. All right, uh, and so Clint Eastwood is the only man that can do it. Right. Uh, because he is roughly the same size as the Russian pilots, and he knows how to speak Russian. Right. <laughs> yeah, those are the criteria. <laughs> yep. Uh, never mind the fact that he is a shell-shocked... <laughs> recluse. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's fine. Yep. He's the best there is. He is. Okay. <laughs> At what he does. <laughs> The early scenes where he is in Alaska and he's fully bearded, I was like, man, he could have been Wolverine at one point. In time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Most definitely. Just, just totally giving off Wolverine vibes. Yeah. And uh, makes me sad uh, in a way that, that we never got that. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, it all worked out fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, he probably would have been terrible. <laughs> probably. Though I would have enjoyed hearing him say Bob. Sure. <laughs> uh, and so then, yes, when he says he is the best there is, then that's immediately what I thought of as well. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so the 
then it becomes like this very slow moving, very tense sort of spy thriller where he just is making his way through Russia yeah. uh, to, to get to this plane. And yeah, once he, yeah, the, the, the scene in the bathroom when he kills the KGB agent, that's sort of when everything kind of picks up. Yeah. Uh, but up until that point, it's, it's, uh, it's pretty dull. Yeah. Cause like he, the, he sneaks into the country, uh, and the identity of this one person. Sprague the Whisperer. Sprague the Whisperer, thank you. <laughs> Sprague you, baby. Yep. And a heroin smuggler. <laughs> and then meets the real Sprague. Yep. Uh, who is, is not cloaked. Not cloaked at all, no. Doesn't whisper, he speaks at a full volume. Yep. Uh, um, and then, like, his pals just murder, murder Sprague. Yep. Bludgeoned him to death? Yep. What? <laughs> Sprague seemed to be cooperating. Yeah. I don't understand. Me neither. <clears throat> well, they, they, they needed his dead body as a decoy. Cause I guess. I, somehow the Russians were also, like, kind of a step ahead of them, too? Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, again, I slept through part of it. Yeah. So there may have been vital information that I missed. I, I, I feel like I woke up every time somebody actually spoke during that yeah, you know that that period of time, uh, and it didn't happen much. No, it did not. <laughs> nar, our nar. I don't know why that came out that way. It's it's <laughs> it's because your Clint Eastwood putting on a Russian accent. Yeah. Oh, you, you mean not at all? Yes. Not even trying. So so that's kind of the the, the point I was trying to get to. Yeah. Uh, so when he is in Russia, is he speaking Russian? The entire time that he is there. I don't think so. I think he's speaking English. <laughs> it's just his regular old American English. I mean, it's... Okay, so... Because <laughs> there are numerous times where he, he is pretending to be Russian. Yes. But he's speaking just plain English. Yes. As Clint Eastwood. Right. Is this a Valkyrie situation? I, maybe? It could be, because otherwise, yeah, that would that would draw Admiral Piet's suspicion, probably. Right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we do hear him speak Russian uh, at one point, right? Uh, and it is ridiculous. <laughs> like if he's supposed to be fluent in Russian, uh, not so much. Nope. <laughs> So yeah, maybe maybe it is, uh, you know, we're just supposed to assume from that point forward, like there really should have been an editor's note uh, that, you know, from this point forward, everyone is speaking Russian. Right. There's some sort of cinematic trick, like like in the 13th Warrior, they, they do that pretty spectacularly. Oh, dude, I've never seen that. Uh, yeah, there's a scene, it's, it's, you know, Antonio Banderas is like a foreign warrior who gets basically sort of shanghaied by... Vikings. Okay. Uh, but he's just like from whatever land he's from, and they're all Norwegian. And basically, just over, like, like there's a montage where he's just hanging out with these Vikings, all speaking Norwegian, and they're all it's all gibberish to him. But then every once in a while, like he can start understanding certain words until finally everybody is speaking English. Oh, interesting. It's it's really well done. Yeah. And probably the best part of that movie. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> 
Interesting. <laughs> it's actually it's actually not a bad movie. Did we just watch something with Antonio Banderas in it? Yes. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Yes, we, yes. we did not watch that together. We did not, but I knew I had seen him in something recently. And yes. been like, hey! Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, just, Clint Eastwood, just minimal effort. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh, man. I, I love his, uh, his PTSD acting. <laughs> which is just like twitching and like gritting his teeth more than usual <laughs> oh it's rough it's not great. It's, it's not it's not great treatment of a serious condition <laughs> well you know back 40 years ago they didn't know any better that's true <laughs> that's true and in his mind they probably they're just crazy they just need to get over it that's also true walk it off yeah <laughs> Which I feel is basically like his character arc in this. Mm-hmm. Basically, he, yeah, he's just gonna walk it off. Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no resolution to his his PTSD. Really, I guess he sort of has a freak out in the plane. Uh, in the plane, as it's like spiraling out of control. Yeah, and then he manages to get through it. So maybe that we're supposed to take as you know, he's conquered his his trauma. Right. But, no, that's not how that works. Usually not. Yeah. It's usually years of therapy, and, yeah. Which I guess is not as exciting a movie. Not really, no. <laughs> We've both been through therapy. It's mm. it's not super cinematic. It's not, no. <laughs> but they did make two movies uh, about a mobster going to therapy, if I recall correctly, so maybe it could be really cinematic. Okay, fair point. Yeah. <laughs> I've never seen either of those. Maybe I'll pick those for this podcast. I've seen the first one. Okay. Yeah. Any good? I'd watch it again. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, Firefox. Firefox. Um, I enjoyed watching this. Yeah, you know, it's... it's uh, once he gets in the plane, mm-hmm. and... And it just keeps going. Yeah. Uh, that's really where it lost me. Yeah. Uh, like, like up until that point, like, I was like, this is, it, it feels like, like a taut suspense thriller. Yeah. Uh, and then it just goes super American propaganda gung-ho. Yeah. Uh, with bad special effects. And, like, I could just care less at that point. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's also a lot of, a lot of time spent with, the Soviets. Yeah. Uh, the, are... the entirely different cast of Soviets. Exactly, yeah. Well, they're, they're the guys in the cars that pulled up yeah. as he was taking off in the plane. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's like them just trying to figure out what his plan is, uh, which we already know what his plan is. Right. Um, so it's that's kind of dull. Uh, maybe, maybe for uh, American audiences in 1982, seeing the Soviets just get things wrong was really exciting and really, <laughs> really uh, patriotic. Right. But uh, but 40 years later, it's just kind of dull. Yeah. It's like, like there were parts of it that almost reminded me of the death of Stalin. <laughs> like, if it had been... I almost would have liked it more if it had been more exaggerated and more comedic like that. They're, they're blundering, but it's, it's not amusing. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> it's just... It's frustrating and sad. Yeah. It's just... 
very sweaty. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I don't need to see these guys just just argue. Right. You know, it, it, yeah, if it had been super over the top. Okay, sure. All right. Yeah, yeah, I'm on board. I also don't care about any of these characters because they were not in the first half of the movie. <laughs> right. <laughs> but at the same time, I also don't care about Clint Eastwood's character That's either. That's also very true. He is a non-entity throughout this movie. I care about the plane. <laughs> that plane that can't fly. <laughs> yep. And it's and it's ugly cousin. Right. <laughs> the reverse Meg. As soon as soon as they said there were two of them, I was like, those two planes are gonna fight. Yep. Uh, as soon as uh, Clint Eastwood decided not to kill the pilot, yeah, I was like, oh, that's gonna come back and bite him. Definitely. <laughs> and it did. That's why you don't show any mercy, exactly, America. Really, though? I mean... No? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> and Clint Eastwood had to learn that lesson. It's true. He did. He did the hard way. Yep. Now he'll be a ruthless killing machine. Right. Because he's gotten over his trauma. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and now he knows to kill. And he's got a taste for blood again. Yeah. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> no little girls were harmed in the making of this movie. <laughs> that we know of. One of two female characters in this movie is the little girl. The other one is the wife of the dissident. Yeah, you're right. There's only two. Yeah. There was also one person of color that I saw. Yep, on on the the Arctic... uh, On the sub. Yep, yep. Yeah. yeah. And John Ratzenberger. Right. (laughs) It's true. There are an equal number of... Uh, uh, people of color as there are John Ratzenberger's in this movie. Yep. <laughs> and the uh, women to John Ratzenberger ratio is two to one. <laughs> Which is the way it should be. Right. <laughs> That's weird. <laughs> Alright. So do you think uh, Clint Eastwood and John Ratzenberger had conversations, uh, you know, on the set of just... Uh, you know, even back then, about you know, uh, let's just say how Reagan is the greatest, and <laughs> was is Ratzenberger a, oh, a he's, he's, big conservative? Yeah, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's disappointing. It really is. <laughs> oh, Cliff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, but so yeah, probably then. Yeah, uh, yeah, because you you mentioned I didn't recognize the guy as as uh, you know Admiral Piet. Yes. You know, uh, and then. Like, I swear I thought I saw somebody who looked like John Ratzenberger earlier, and I didn't say anything, because I was like, oh, that couldn't have been him. Yeah. Uh, but then when you saw Admiral Pia, I was like, oh, maybe that was him then. Yeah. Because, you know, if they filmed this, like, in, in England in the early 80s, you know, I know he was living there, and just by being an American in London, he got a lot of work. Yeah. Which is why he is in Star Wars, and he's in Superman. Yeah. And also, apparently, this. Right. <laughs> Uh, and then, uh, yeah, you said one of the, the Russian scientists was, was taught from, uh, from Rangers of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Uh, which I did not recognize him because his face was not melting. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I heard his voice, because uh, he's the guy that picks up Clint Eastwood uh, after Clint Eastwood jumps out of the car. Yeah. Um, and I, like, I didn't see his face, but I heard his voice. And okay. I was like, I'm pretty sure that's... That's why you started laughing. Yeah. I just thought you started laughing because it's a ridiculous voice. No, it is a little bit. 
I feel like he's doing a voice. He's doing like a weird Russian, but he still sounds like like a Nazi. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever his real voice sounds like. Sure. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so I just figured, you know, okay, oh, this will, this must have been like filmed in Pinewood Studios. Yeah, all those movies were too. And, yeah. yeah, apparently not. So okay, but but I guess they they all gathered from the same pool, <laughs> the Deadpool. Ooh. What? <laughs> uh, and then uh, there's even a scene where where the two uh, the the good and the evil plane fight each other in a canyon and, right. and uh, just. Really evokes uh, the Death Star, and, yeah, or the Pod Race, even right from, from yeah. Episode One, <laughs> which came out much later. I know. Okay, I know. Uh, I know it's the prequel yeah. to Star Wars chronologically. Yeah. But, okay. I, I got gotcha. you. Making sure you know it, it all happened before this because it happened a long time ago. Oh, okay, that is also yeah. fair. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, and even the, the the evil plane guy is wearing orange. Right. With a white helmet. Yeah, like an X-Wing pilot. Right. Crazy. Which, which would make Clint Eastwood part of the Empire. When he comes out in that black jumpsuit <laughs> and the, like, the full face helmet, yeah. I thought he did look like uh, the... I only know what they are specifically called because of the action figures. Uh, uh-huh, I thought he sure. like the Death Star gunner. From uh, from the Death Star, like the guys <laughs> that manned the the giant cannon, right? So yeah, no. Well, I mean, he's also in disguise as a Soviet, as an so. evil Russian. Show, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the Russian guy stole uh, an American, American suit. suit? No, yeah. it doesn't make any sense. No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely not good. <laughs> But I did enjoy watching this movie. Yeah, you know, it just... <laughs> I mean, we say this so much, but if it was just shorter... Yeah. Uh, and, like, and, and mostly just that ending. Yeah. Uh, if, if they just truncated that, we, we didn't need to see his entire goddamn flight path. Right. Yeah. <laughs> we can we can put things together. He's running out of fuel. There's an evil Russian on his tail. We got it. I mean, it really is too. Like we see the whole flight path, and then we see the Soviet generals or whatever, right, following his flight path yeah. and, and trying to guess what he's going to do next. I don't think any of that was necessary. Not a bit. Uh, and then, once he kills the evil Russian uh, counterpart, uh, movie ends. It is literally over. Yep. He's like, I'm headed home. Roll credits. Literally that Yeah. <laughs> Produced and directed by Clint Eastwood. Yep. And I laughed out loud. <laughs> Amazing. They really don't make them like they used to. They really do not. <laughs> I, I do love the audacity of a movie that can just end. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, boy. Bad guy dies, done. I mean, it should have just ended. Uh, 30 minutes earlier. Yeah. If not more. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, if you're into just pro-American, anti-Russian propaganda, and, and you love Clint Eastwood. Yeah. Uh, like, yeah, sure, watch this movie. It's... I mean, at this point, I could see one of those. <laughs> 
Okay, yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I think I got what okay. you're saying. Yeah. Oops. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, it's, it's fine. Right. I, I'm glad that I have watched this. I was going to say, we, we watched this because it came with a multi-pack that you bought, right? Yeah. Perfect. Yes. Uh, the, the other movies were... Um, uh, Absolute Power, which uh, previously mentioned. Nice. And uh, two of the Dirty Harry movies. Okay. I believe Sudden Impact and Magnum Force. Okay. Yeah. Or no, uh, Sudden Impact and The Enforcer. Okay. Yeah. Are there five of those? Dirty there Harry are movies? five. Holy shit! Yes. Dirty Harry, Magnum Force, Sudden Impact, The Enforcer, and The Deadpool. Wow! Amazing. <laughs> All right. How many of those are uh, are canon films? Um, I don't think. Oh, maybe I'm. No, I'm thinking of. Uh, I'm thinking of Death Wish. Yes, that's yes, what I'm thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Which I believe most of those. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Uh, how's your week, Ben? What's making you happy? Um. I went, I went on a vacation. And it was kind of exhausting. Yeah. Um, I saw a concert last week. Yeah, it was my first, my first concert since 2019, but my first like rock show, because uh, because the concert I saw was not whatever I would consider to be a rock show. Okay, uh, but my first rock show since like 2006. Oh wow, um, and uh, it was fucking great. Yeah, did you see? Uh, I saw. Uh, the bands Mastodon and Gojira are on tour with the the Mega Monsters tour. Nice. Uh, with uh, opening band Lorna Shore. Okay. Uh, who were I guess fine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's it's real hard to, to judge a band you've never heard of when they're opening live for two bands you'd rather see. That's true. Yeah. That is tough. Yeah. Unless they're super good. Right. It's really hard to judge. Yeah. Uh, you know, my, my girlfriend enjoyed the singer. Yeah. Uh, because he was doing crazy fucking things with his voice. Okay. Uh, but, you know, it's, it's death metal, so, you know, it's, it's all growling and screaming and stuff right. like that. Yeah. Uh, it's also, you know, not their fault, but uh, you know, also hard to enjoy live music when it's still daylight out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and was it outdoors? Yeah, okay. yeah. It was an outdoor pavilion in uh, Newport, Kentucky. Oh, nice. The, the Mega Core Pavilion. Okay. <laughs> that sounds evil. Yeah, yeah, it, it does. Sounds like an evil corporation. It really does. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, then uh, Gojira played and it rained, which which uh, was not as much of a bummer as I thought it would be. That's good. I, it didn't rain long, it didn't rain too hard, but but it did rain. Uh, they're they're uh, they're a French band. Okay. Uh, they they a lot of their songs basically promote you know environmentalism and and uh, you know saving the world and, and uh, just just you know basically how humanity is destroying nature yeah uh which i found really ironic because they just kept exploding things into the air <laughs> that's excellent lots of fireballs and just like a confetti cannon <laughs> just just smoke machines just shooting out into the crowd it's like i i hope these are all environmentally sound oh i'm sure they were <laughs> amazing 
Uh, and then uh, Mastodon uh, you know, closed the set, and they were also excellent. And uh, did, did not really play any of their. Yeah, I mean, they don't really have hits per se. But, yeah. You know, they, they did not do uh, like a greatest hits type set. Gotcha. But it was still really good. Nice. Um, at one point, it, it baffled me, and I, I, I kind of didn't know what was happening until it was happening. Uh, but like a twelve foot monster like walked out like during the like uh, middle of the song, like three fourths through their show. Okay. Uh, just kind of stood around and like did did a little shaky dance. Uh, and like he had his back towards where I was sitting. Because uh, I was kind of off to the side in the, the handicap section. Yeah. Uh, and then I guess he realized that there were probably people like that couldn't see him. <laughs> so, so he turned around and he did a little shaky dance for those people and then just walked off. Okay. And I was like, well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Yep. Like I, I had seen uh, 30 years ago a uh, white zombie uh, at the Hera Arena. Uh, to, to just really cement how old I am. Right. <laughs> and they had like giant robots and monsters coming out on the, on the set, uh, on the, the stage. Uh, but they were like throughout the show. Yeah. Uh, not just once almost towards the end for <laughs> like a minute max. <laughs> Was that person supposed to be there? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I've, I've seen pictures online. Apparently it, it's there at most of the shows. Okay. Just comes out and hangs around? I guess so, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, but only for like a minute. Sure. I mean, I guess maybe the suit is real hard on whoever's in it. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> maybe twice come out, you know? Yeah. Early on and then maybe later. Right, yeah. Yeah. Do some work to hype up the crowd a Exactly, bit. yeah. What kind of mascot is this? Not a great one. Come on and do a flying somersault dunk? I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, I don't think it was physically possible for it to do that. <laughs> well, fine. Yeah. Because it was real tall. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so I guess that's that's probably what, what made me the happiest this past week. That's awesome. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. What about you, sir? Uh, I, uh, I went to a toy show this past weekend. Okay. Uh, I went to PowerCon uh, Where? in Columbus. Okay. Um, and I think I think it started and is still sort of primarily a Masters of the Universe uh, toy show. Right. Um, but you know, there's vendors selling whatever, um, and and there were actually like companies, toy companies exhibiting. Like huh? Super Seven was there, and uh, uh, McFarlane was actually there. They just were just selling stuff. Todd himself? Todd was not there. No, not no. Todd toys. <laughs> no, just McFarlane toys. Some randos were there. Amigo <laughs> uh, was there, um, and then yeah, just a few other smaller, smaller toy companies. Um, and yeah, so I just I, I I got to to look look at uh, old toys and spend too much money, and <laughs> and uh, uh, the the highlight of it for me was seeing the uh, Long Box Heroes figure prototypes. Okay. Uh, they still haven't come out. They, they have not come out yet. No, it's just a supply chain, okay. factory right. licensor approval. You know all that stuff. Okay, it just feels like it's been a while. It was over a year ago okay. that they first uh, announced them. Yeah, <laughs> um, the Rockets Here Wave uh, is a 
about to come out within the next couple months, I think. Nice. Uh, and then the others will follow before the end of the year. Awesome. Um, so yeah, that was I'm I'm real excited about those. They're superpowers scale uh, action figures of like indie comics characters. Yeah. Um, and I talked to the guy, uh, the the uh, person who was at the table for the um, it's Fresh Monkey Fiction oh, okay. is the name of the the company that's producing them. Um, they also did this a series called Amazing Heroes, which is like uh, uh, it's very similar. Right. It's very similar, similar like public domain and, and indie comics heroes, um, but in like a Secret Wars style. Okay. Um, so they all have that sort of stance. Stance, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I talked to him for a while and, and, and just talked to him about, you know, the series and, and, and you know, what might come in another wave and he told me some stuff. I don't know if I can say it, but uh, but it sounds pretty neat. So I'm pretty excited. All right. um, <laughs> so so yeah, that was that was probably uh, the highlight of the convention was seeing those and just being at a being at a toy show. I just like toys. Toys are awesome. <laughs> uh, I did go to a, a toy store last weekend uh, in Indianapolis and. It was just neat to look at them all. Yeah. You know, and just all the things that, you know, I can't afford to buy. And that, that sometimes, you know, it's like, well, I can't even afford to look at this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was one vendor, um, the toy department, actually, uh, that's down in Fairfield. Yeah. Um, they had a copy of the DC Comics style guide from oh, the 80s nice. for sale. For fifteen hundred dollars, you didn't get it. I didn't get it. No, do you regret oh, not getting it? I really wanted it. <laughs> That's so cool. Maybe we can both take out loans and then share it. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> I remember when Barton Millhouse did that for a Radioactive Man number one. That it, worked out really well. For exactly. Me. Yeah, I foresee no problems. Definitely. <laughs> That's really awesome. I'm, I'm a little jealous. I'm sorry. It's all right. <laughs> There's another toy show in Columbus in two weeks. Okay. Uh, I believe it's just the Columbus Toy and Comic Show ah. um, that I probably will not go to because I spent too much money at this one. What, what did you buy? Uh, I bought three Secret Wars figures because uh, I have decided to... Uh, I had a full set of Secret Wars figures uh, when I was in high school, mm. and I sold them all. Uh, and I'm dumb. I shouldn't have done that. So I've decided to recollect those now that they are much more expensive than they were. It's usually the best years time. Ago. Yeah. So fuck me. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I got I got to I got Magneto and Doctor Doom and Doctor Octopus. Nice. Uh, in package. In package. With yeah. the the shield and all. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I got they're they're sort of rough packages, but I want the comics off the back. Right. Because each package has a, like a four-panel comic and bio card for each character. I, I apparently just learned that uh, the Kang figure was the first time he had appeared in like 10 years, 12 years. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I've actually never read Secret Wars. Okay. So I might need to do that too. Uh, I, uh, Jason and I read it for the gutter trash. Yeah. It's fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, it just it feels like a thing that I should read. Uh, probably as a, as a student of superhero comics. It, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. Uh, yeah, somebody on on Blue Sky posted uh, like the backs of the Secret uh, Wars uh, 
figures. Yeah. And, yeah, they said the, the Kang figure was, and a comic on the back was the first time he had appeared in a comic since, like, 1973. That's crazy. Yeah. All right. <laughs> and now he is played by a canceled actor. Oh, oh, oh. Yes, he is. <laughs> Good. Uh, so, yeah, so I got those. Yeah. Um, and I got uh, a bunch of just beater action figures for customizing. Nice. Um, and then I also got uh, just a handful, like 50 cent comics. Um, and then there's another series of su- superpowers style figures called Power Stars uh, from Boss Fight Studios. Um, yeah, the, the first wave is only four figures. It's, uh, it's Flash Gordon, Ming, um, the Phantom, and I forget who the fourth character is, but he's another Flash Gordon character. He's like a orange tiger-looking guy. Maybe. I, I, can't, I recall seeing these at yeah, one point. Yeah, I think yeah. They, they have them at uh, GameSwap. Like, yeah, like I've yeah. seen them there. Um, but they just came out with uh, basically a blank figure for customizing. Oh wow! Um, and it, it's it's all gray. Um, it comes with a white <clears throat> cape that you can dye, um, and then five different heads. Um, so I bought a couple of those because I thought that'd be fun to, to mess around with. Yeah. I have no idea what I'm going to make with them, but, <laughs> but now I have them for nice. what I decide to. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I was, I was, I was pleased with my, my toy haul from that show. That is awesome. Uh, our, our friend Matt Brassfield and I were, were talking, uh, last week and, uh, I, I did, I was unaware of this, but apparently there's a seller on Etsy who... 3D prints, uh, superpower type uh, model figures. Yes. Uh, customizable. And, but he does not paint them. Right. Uh, and because I found out that he has a, a Blue Beetle and a Booster Gold, and I was like, that would be great for my little family of blue and golds. Yeah. Uh, but also, I don't want to paint. <laughs> I, I'm terrible at it. Yeah. I, I would fuck it up. <laughs> And uh, there are there are other sellers who do sell painted ones, but they are like he sells the unpainted for twenty dollars. The people who paint them sell them for like two hundred to three hundred dollars. Right. I, I do not want to pay that, <laughs> even though I, you know, as an artist myself, surely yes, I know the the work is intensive and worth it. Yeah. Uh, I cannot afford that. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so. I just, I left sad. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> uh, so much respect to anybody who can paint figures yes. and have it not look terrible. Yeah, I've, I've uh, only recently gotten to that point. I've been, I've been customizing figures for like 20 years off and on. Right. I feel like I'm only within the last five years or so <laughs> able to make figures that I'm actually sort of <laughs> proud of how they look. So it's a long takes a long time to get good. Yeah. Uh, I think I've told you, I, I don't know if I've talked about it on air, I, I customized a couple figures, like, back in, like, the mid-90s myself. Oh, yeah? Uh, just very simple, 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 simple. Uh, they looked awful. <laughs> uh, but but I, I basically I turned a, a Captain America into a U.S. agent. Okay. Uh, you know, which, which, you know, a simple color scheme. You know, it's the same figure, essentially. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, it, it looked awful. <laughs> <laughs> I was not good. Oh, I bought uh, a cheap <clears throat> uh, 
Toy Biz Spider-Man figure uh, from the early, early like the series that I've been collecting. Yeah. Because um, I was like, I bet black costume Spider-Man would look cool. Yeah. In this scale, so I bought a cheap Spider-Man figure that I'm going to turn into black costume Spider-Man. That'll be super easy, I think. Hopefully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if not, I'm doing something wrong. <laughs> Uh, toys are fun. Yeah, yeah. I like toys. Toys are great. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, would you like me to pick something for next week? Um, I don't have to. Yeah, go ahead. You want? Do you want to just, just stop? Are we done? Did we? Uh, did we reach the the apex of of our of our movie going experience with? With Firefox? I mean, I don't know about the movie-going experience, but I feel like this has been a pretty good episode. I do think that, too. It feels good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, I don't know. Maybe we can do better. Maybe. So, yeah, go ahead and pick up another movie. Okay, fine. All right. <laughs> so, uh, a real long time ago, we watched a depressing, depressing, depressing movie called Grave of the Fireflies. Sure. Uh, and it was our, our first uh, Studio Ghibli movie for each of us. Yes. Uh, and I've decided that I would like to watch another one. Okay. Uh, that I don't know if it will be less depressing or not. I cannot make that promise. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would like to watch My Neighbor Totoro. Okay. Uh, which I, I know has a big fluffy monster-looking thing in it. Yep, I, I, have, I have drawn uh, that thing before okay. for, for people. Uh, otherwise, I don't know anything about it. I don't really know anything about it either. Um, I, I at least knew going into Grave of the Fireflies that it was uh, a real depressing. Right. Uh, I've not heard the same about this movie. Okay. So, uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, we'll uh, see. Yeah, I, I'm into it. Excellent. All right, uh, and, and where is, is that streaming somewhere? It's on uh, it's on the HBO Max. Max. It's on HBO Max. <laughs> All right, we'll do that next week. All right, talk to you then. Goodbye. Thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. You can subscribe to the show directly at our website, view.guttertrash.net, or on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit our website at view.guttertrash.net for information about our Twitter and Instagram. Once again, thank you for listening to The Viewmasters. We'll see you next time.